For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, Director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining us today is Lynn Carter, an Associate Professor of Planetary Sciences at the University of Arizona, and a member of the science team for the Mars 2020 mission, which we hope will be launching soon. Welcome, Lynn. Thank you. Lynn, we've had orbiters, landers, and rovers on Mars. This mission has the Perseverance rover. Could you tell us how that compares to previous Mars rovers? The Perseverance rover um, has a lot of similarities to the Curiosity rover, which uh, is currently on Mars. But there's a couple of major differences. Um, one is the type of science that we're going to do. So Mars 2020 Perseverance is really focused on doing some in situ remote sensing science and on sampling. And the sampling aspect of this is really the new thing that we haven't done. Like the goal is to find some interesting rocks on Mars, take some cores, collect samples, and then hopefully at some time in the future, we'll be able to come back and get them. You're working on the team for an instrument called RIMFAX. Could you explain what that instrument will do? It's a ground penetrating radar. And radar uses really long wavelengths to actually see under the surface. So our instrument is for anyone who's ever dug stuff up in their backyard. And that's basically what we're trying to do, see what's under the surface. Um, and so we're looking to look down about 10 to 100 meters under the surface um, to see what may have happened in the past. And will the rover be able to dig that deep to find something if you see something interesting? No, it won't. We just have a little sample core. Um, it's the sample tubes are about the size of a laser pointer. So we can't really get down very far. So RIMFAX is really the only way that we're gonna be able to see down and see some of that buried layering. What are the sorts of things that you are hoping to see with the layering? What can it tell you? We can look at the strength of the echo that comes back. So the radar wave goes into the ground. And then anytime there's say a density difference between two types of rocks or types of compositional differences, we'll get a reflection back that will tell us that there was a boundary between different types of rocks. So things that we can tell are maybe something about the kinds of rocks that are down there and how dense they are. And also we look at the structure of the layering. So for example, if it's really flat layers, then it might be something that was laid down in a lake or perhaps um, fell out of the, the air like dust settling. But in the Delta, we expect to see lots of structures, dipping structures, um, possibly buried channels that were places where a stream in the past may have flowed through and kind of cut a channel out that was later filled in. We're hoping that spacecraft will launch this summer. When will it get to Mars and start doing its job? It launches this summer. Our landing date is February 18th of 2021. And you referred to a Delta. Could you explain where it is that the rover is going and what the environment is? The science community and NASA has chosen to go to this place called Jezero Crater. And the reason it's so interesting is there's this structure that looks to us like a delta. So that's like uh, some people may be familiar with the Mississippi Delta, for example, this huge plain of deposited materials that uh, occurs when you have flowing water coming down a river that runs into something like an ocean or a lake and then just deposits sediment. And so there's a lot of features about this delta that look like deltas that we see on Earth. And so this could be evidence that there was a lake once in Jezero Crater. And in fact, you can see a channel, like a river channel, flowing into Jezero Crater, right where this delta was deposited. And then on the other side of the crater, you can also see a river flowing out, which suggests to us that Jezero Crater once had a lake. And so a lot of the science questions that we're going to be asking is, 
how habitable was this environment? How long was this lake here? And one of the goals of the mission is to really go to some place that was habitable and try and see if we could find any evidence for past life um, and really explore that environment. And what do you mean by habitable? A place where we think life could have survived. So for example, lakes we feel like are more habitable than some place where there was just a brief outflow flood. Lakes provide an environment where perhaps if there had ever been life, that life could have reproduced. There's also sediments brought in. So there's nutrients, liquid water, obviously we think is important to life. So that's part of why we're really interested in, in Jezero. And also it turns out that these environments are also places on earth where we can preserve the evidence of life. Um, and so that was another thing that people were really interested in with this particular site. Thanks for joining us, Lynn. Thank you again for having me. This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.